random, with an economy of movement, deliberate, confident, cocky. His thumbs were hooked into front pockets, and he sauntered. When he got closer, she could see his very slight smile as he looked at her, or looked her over, to be more precise, sizing her up with glowing eyes. In your dreams, she thought, which caused her to smile back. As he passed her jeep, he glanced inside at all the packed-up boxes, then continued to where she was standing beside Doc's open window. That yours? he asked, jutting his chin toward the jeep. Yep. Where are you headed? he asked. Virgin River. You? The same, he grinned. Any idea what's going on up there? Collapse shoulder, Doc said with a grunt. They have us down to one lane for repairs. What's your business in Virgin River? I have some old cabins along the river there. He glanced between them. You two live in the town? He asked. I have family there, Shelby said. She stuck out her hand. I'm Shelby. He took her small hand. Luke. Luke Reardon. He turned toward Doc, putting out his hand again. Sir? Doc didn't extend a hand, but rather gave a nod. His hands were so twisted with arthritis, he never risked a handshake. Mullins, he said. Doc Mullins has lived in Virgin River all his life. He's the town doctor, Shelby explained to Luke. Nice to meet you, sir, Luke said. Another jarhead? Doc asked, lifting one white spiking eyebrow. Luke straightened. I beg your pardon, he said. Army, sir. Then he looked at Shelby. Another Marine? A few of our friends who work in town are Marines, retired or discharged. Their friends come around sometimes. Some of them are still active or in the reserves, she explained. But my uncle, who I'll be living with for a while, was Army. Retired, she grinned. You won't stand out that much with your hairdo. I don't know what it is with you guys in the buzz cuts, he smiled patiently. We've never been checked out on those dryer things. Ah, blow dryers, <laughs> right. As they waited in their stalled lane, the second lane was opened up to let a big yellow school bus pass by. Judging by the number of vehicles waiting in their lane, they weren't going anywhere anytime soon. So there was no great rush to get back to their cars. They remained standing on the road, which ended up being a big mistake for Luke. As he saw the bus barreling down the other lane, Luke also noted a sizable puddle in front of it. He quickly put himself between Shelby and the bus, pressing her up against Doc's open window. With a hand on each side of her, he covered her with his body, barely in time to feel the splat from the puddle against his back. Shelby stifled a chuckle. Macho man, she thought with some humor. Luke heard downshifting, then the squeal of brakes. Jesus, he muttered as he backed off the girl and glared after the bus. As Luke turned and scowled at the bus, the driver leaned out the window. A round-faced woman in her fifties, rosy-cheeked, with a cap of short dark hair, grinned at him. 
She grinned. Sorry, buddy, she said. Couldn't hardly help that. You could if you went a lot slower, he yelled back at her. To his astonishment, she laughed. Aw, oh, I wasn't going too fast. I got a schedule, you know, she yelled. My advice? Stay out of the way. His scalp felt hot under his short hair, and he really wanted to swear. When he turned back to Shelby and Doc, he found her smiling behind her hand and Doc's eyes twinkling. You got a little splatter on your back there, Luke, she said, trying to keep control of her lips. Doc's face was the same, cranky and impatient, but for the glittering eyes. Molly's been slinging that big yellow tube around these mountains for 30 years now, and ain't nobody knows these roads better. Guess you didn't see a pothole this once. It's not even September.